Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, interested to see what happens today with this uh, press conference from the education minister. Um, you know, the, a lot of a lot of changes seem to be coming with the way things are, are going to be at schools. Not so much with the way the classroom is going to look, other than the fact that there's going to be some HEPA filters and mm. uh, some uh, N95 masks uh, for for teachers and staff and some students. Uh, but uh, there's going to be some big changes in the way that really the contact tracing is handled. Mm. And as a parent, it makes you, you know, a uncomfortable uh, basically because it becomes a crapshoot now. Right, because they're not going to uh, uh, make parents aware if somebody tests positive in the yeah, class. Yeah, you're not, right? you're, you're not going to know. They're not going to, before, if there was a positive case in your class, and the class would be, you know, shut down, the cohort would be shut down, and they're trying to, you know, separate the kids. And, uh, and uh, you know, that was, well, that was a, a, a cautious measure. Uh, now the caution is just kind of be thrown out to, mm. hey, you know, if you have, you see sniffles or a couple of, uh, not just sniffles, but if a kid comes down with a fever in mm-hmm. class, they'll be sent home with a PCR test. Everyone in the house will have to isolate for five days. Um, and Or if they have two or more of the common, more common symptoms like sniffles and runny nose, that kind of thing, uh, and, uh, and a sore throat, then they'll also be given a test and told to go home. But the, as another parent, you won't be told whether or not, a kid in your kid's class was sent home. Yeah, and so, I mean, how difficult is that to just give parents a heads up? Because then, uh, if Evan uh, has a kid in his class who gets uh, sent home or who has test positive, then then it's just upon you to get a test for Evan to see how he is, and everybody can keep moving forward, right? right? You think yeah. a quick email. I mean, they've got everybody's email and phones. fact of the matter is that, you know, the contact tracing was initially thought to be one of the keys mm. to isolating people when you had, uh, you know, these cases. And if you've got, you know, in some countries, 200,000 plus cases mm-hmm. a day in the in the UK and, and US, you know, it becomes very difficult, obviously, sure. to do that. But at the same time, uh, that's how you can handle massive uh, outbreaks like that by just saying, hey, those who have it, mm-hmm. stay at home. Uh, and and that was a big argument for people who are, are against these lockdowns and mandates. Mm-hmm. And said, hey, if you've got it, you worry about you, protect yourself, stay at home. Mm-hmm. Everyone else could just go about their business. But you know, without knowing, and, and that's just what we're, we're going to have to live with now, is that you're basically not going to know whether or not the person around you has it or not. Not that you ever did, but. You know, you were more hopeful that they were following public health guidelines. Uh, you know, yeah, I think I'm on the fence here in that I do side with the uh, we're at the stage now where the numbers are so big. You kind of have to maybe throw in the towel a little bit and say, OK, and especially when it comes to businesses. OK, let's let everybody open and you take care of you. And if you don't feel well, stay home. And we've, right. we've all got to try to trudge through this. But the problem is, and again, this these lockdowns that hurt small businesses, these policies will hurt them as well mm-hmm. because small businesses don't have the backup staff right. to handle these types of things. Even in, you know, I'm just thinking in this building right now, I think I'm the only one with school age children. Mm. But as of next week, in the you know drop of a hat, I could be told I can't come to work the next day. A man can pray, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're on your own. <laughs> 
be the greatest radio show ever. <laughs> I, uh, I'm interested to see what's happening in Quebec. And, man, they got some cojones on them. First with the uh, telling people they can't go get booze unless they got vaccinated. And Started can with, uh, don't forget, they're the ones who had uh, curfews yeah. all over Christmas and, and, and now fines. And now if you're not vaccinated and you end up in the hospital, you're going to get charged extra. So your, your basic health care will cover your cost, but there will be additional fees billed to you. Which I applaud 100%. Really? Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a very slippery slope. Whether or not it even goes through, um, you know, right now he's got to kind of consult the the law and and the Constitution, uh, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms on this one, and whether or not it'll even be allowed to happen. But, you know, the argument right away comes uh, to the, there are a lot of people that go to hospital because they make unhealthy life choices. Mm. Um and they are treated no matter what. And I'm fine with that. Listen, you smoke uh, and you get cancer. And, it, okay, you're, you've paid into the system. This is a very contagious disease. But they, these people have still paid into the system. Yeah, but you're also, because you won't get vaccinated, you can get me sick. You're, in, you're now putting everybody else at risk. And because of that, you should have to pay a fine for that. Um, I want somebody, listen, if somebody drinks their whole life and smokes and sits on the couch and has all sorts of health issues... If they've worked and they've paid into the system, that's fine. I want them covered. I want them taken care of. Because what they have doesn't affect me outside of financial. Uh, I can't catch a disease off of them. You get sick. You didn't do anything about it. And you get me sick. You're to blame. You should pay the price. What I found interesting, you know, through all of this in, in, in an unbelievable social experiment is that there are people who just say, why would you care about anyone other than you? Um, you know, why yeah. do I care about anyone other than me? Why do you care about me? That's an American mentality. It's a, it's a re- I find it a, a, a real shocking mentality to yeah. all of this. Here, you do you, and I'll do me, and don't you worry about it. Yeah. The only problem is, is in, in this scenario, it gets a little bit different. You know, whether you're vaccinated or not. And, and look, Quebec's, uh, Quebec's reasoning for this, or, or Francois Legault, their, their premier, basically says 90% of the population in Quebec are vaccinated. Mm. Uh, 10% aren't, but they take up 50% of the ICU beds mm. in this one. So the numbers aren't adding up. Yes, vaccinated people can still go to hospital and still go to the ICU, mm. but the numbers in ICU sway towards uh, the the unvaccinated when it comes to this, and mm. I, I just think when when you get down this slope, you are opening your up yourself up for some very tough questions as to what you know what constitutes uh, um, you know bad behavior or or behavior that that doesn't get you hospital care or makes you have to pay more for it because we have an opioid crisis going on in parts of this country we have an obesity crisis going yeah, on but again that's not contagious that's no i understand but it still it still taxes the system yeah of course and, and it does. this whole tax on people who are unvaccinated is because they're taxing the system well look i think it works okay <sighs> let me get my thoughts straight on this i with insurance, when you work for a company and you everybody pays in to the medical, right? Every year, the employer and the insurance company will look at who has used what benefits and how. That then determines what you pay for in the in the next year. Right. So, in a company that say has a lot of senior employees. You're paying into a lot of stuff that seniors use. Right. So, for the younger employees, they're paying into something. That they're not using, 
you know, you know so, is this all a ploy to get your shingles vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> you just want to get that covered. No, what I, what I want is the Cialis covered. <laughs> The uh, latest concert must-have is COVID-sniffing canines. Bands like Metallica, Tool, and the Black Keys have used dogs uh, to find traces of the virus in members of their crew, entourage, and anyone else who goes backstage. Metallica's management company said, so far, knock on wood, the dogs have been knocking it out of the park. We haven't had a dog miss anybody. Really? There are currently 12 dogs trained and working through biodetection canine with more being trained, they sniff people's hands and feet, and now with the new variant, they'll be sniffing masks. The company says not only are they faster and cheaper than a regular test, but they're friendlier. A dog test costs about two bucks a person. The only downside for the bands is they can't get too close to the dogs because it'll throw the dogs off their game. Maybe we should put the dogs in the schools. <laughs> let them just roam the halls, sniffing the kids. Here, here, put your mask and your nose yeah. up to Assassin for a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and see what he sniffs. You just, you just hear like a, a sniff, a growl, and this kid gets hauled down the hallway. You wouldn't have to haul. He'd be screaming, run it, like a, like a Stephen King novel. Uh, so th- that's happening uh, with bands. Uh, and speaking of other music stuff, ACDC's music is too expensive for Cobra Kai. One of the things people are saying about the Netflix show is they really love the soundtrack. And they're playing a lot of, I guess, classic rock in it. And so the producers have been desperate to try to get some uh, ACDC. They want Thunderstruck, of course, right. in there. Uh, they've written it in multiple times. They just can't afford it. I don't know what the going rate is on, on having... Uh, Thunderstruck, but I guess it's a lot. Really? They said, we, we, our fantasy is, is to have the music budget to have nonstop ACDC, Bon Jovi, and Guns N' Roses music. Like he had in the news that they're going to be uh, getting rid of a parallel parking and three-point turns in the driving test. And nobody in the history of mankind has uttered the sentence, you know what they should do? Make the driving <laughs> test easier. <laughs> but I guess with new cars, a lot of them do the parallel parking and three-point uh, turns for you. I don't know. How many like G-level drivers are driving brand new cars yeah. with uh, you know, assisted parking mm. uh, along with them? I, I, I was, I guess, lucky in the sense that when I remember doing my driving test, I didn't, I barely had to stop. But I did it in the middle of a massive snowstorm. Oh, really? <laughs> so I think they were just like, all right, let's just get back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't have to parallel park. I, I remember that being the fear. They had this uh, woman at the testing center that they called the Dragon Lady. Right. Who would always, she was, like, notorious for failing people and making you parallel park and three-point turn and doing all of the uh, the, the necessary driving skills to test you. Yeah. I, I, you know, if I have any uh, bragging rights when it comes to driving, I'm a, a pretty damn good parallel parker, and I can back into a spot really good, but All right. I had years of parking cars for a living. That's so right. Yes. I got pretty good at it. My father, <laughs> my, I remember I was so excited to get my, my driver's uh, license, or at least my 365, and I remember going and passing and getting my driver's license, and we lived, of course, in Bramley, and the driving uh, test center was near the airport in Malton. So it's like a you know half an hour drive or something, and I remember being so excited. Dad, I got my license. Can I drive home? No. <laughs> On the day I get my license, and you wonder where my anger stems from. <laughs> well, and really, parallel parking is interesting because depending on where you live in the GTA, like if you're in a city mm. uh, or in the suburbs compared to the city, parallel mm-hmm. parking. You get an extra half spot that they put in there for mm. you in most scenarios, right? Like yep. they put a, an extra six or seven feet 
for you to park with. Yeah. Whereas in the city, you're jamming in bumper to bumper. It's pretty tight, yeah. And I can't remember the last time I made a three-point turn anyhow, really. I mean, I just go around the block right. if you miss something. I mean, yeah. it really isn't isn't a, a move that's needed that often. So I guess you can get rid of that. <laughs> all, all in an effort at really to speed things yeah. up. And, 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 and there's a massive backlog of cases. Like right now, if you if you failed your test, you might not get your license for another year and by it's, the time you get booked up. And it's so odd, too, because all we've ever heard is that so many young people don't don't care to go get their license. Right. And I guess there's many who still do. Certainly if you live out, you know, outside of a city core, too, where transportation is always a little more difficult than, yeah, as soon as you can get your license, it's just such a freedom. You know, there, there are moments in your life that you never get back, and we've had this discussion before, like the first time you saw a boob. <laughs> or, but, but that feeling of being allowed to drive by yourself for yeah. the first time, it, it, it's such an amazing feeling of freedom. Good morning, The Rock. Hi there. I just got a voicemail that I won the unzipped uh, package. Is this Melissa? It is. Yes. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Are you a big Rolling Stones fan? Yes. Huge. Our whole family is. Nice. Did you uh, hear my great impersonation of Keith Richards on your voicemail? <laughs> I I was trying to figure out who that was. <laughs> Try to figure out who it It's the greatest Keith Richards impersonation ever. Hey, you know who you should try to figure out is who the other Melissa Murphy is who tried to call in and steal your getaway. No way. Yeah. No, but we. Wow, uh, that's rude. So uh, it is very rude. All right, Melissa. So the whole family is uh, Rolling Stones fans. That's excellent. Have you ever been to Kitchener in January or February? That's lovely as well. No, never, never been there. <laughs> well, the dream is alive. <laughs> I was trying to look up all the other possible Kitcheners around the world that uh, would have been an incredible getaway experience. <laughs> but we've got a great one for you because not only do you have your museum passes, you won those already last week, but now you've got access to the Ronnie Wood exhibit to a special feature, plus overnight hotel accommodations in Kitchener, $50 to spend at the unzipped merch store, and 50 bucks in Kitchener BIA bucks as well. That's fantastic. Thanks so much, guys. Well, that's great. Now, of course, with the, with the pandemic, we don't know exactly, you know, what's going on, when the hours are going to be open and not. So we want you to uh, go online and every now and then check it, unzippedkw.ca. But I do want to make this suggestion, Melissa, if for some reason it, it doesn't happen because of the pandemic. I have a whole bunch of Rolling Stones DVDs. So you and the whole family can come to my place. We'll watch that. And then you can have a night stay at Lucky's place. How great is that? Perfect. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Hope you like a futon. <laughs> All right, Melissa. Well, you enjoy and thanks so much for listening. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Starbucks, boy, we love our coffee. Huh? We just can't get enough coffee in us. Like, if, if people could have a, an IV drip and a, and a push cart, <laughs> just have the coffee going into the main vein uh, daily, right. nonstop, I think there would be some who would sign up for that. Starbucks goes through an estimated 6 billion coffee cups a year. Wow. Yeah, it's it's... The coffee thing, like when you think of just all the varieties, all the different mechanisms and machines, uh, coffee is available at every corner, at every turn. 
It's it is it is the uh, it's got to be the most consumed beverage in the world. You would think next to water, water, maybe. yeah. But then course. there's places in the world that can't get water to get a coffee. <laughs> Here, drink this. I guess you kind of need water to make coffee. But. I just I, I find it shocking our, our reliance on not only coffee but on you know coffee shops mm-hmm. uh, to get it for us. And, and it, I found it just crazy on you know like Christmas Day, mm. New Year's Day, like traditional holidays where you. You know, most people are sleeping in yeah. or at least staying in, staying around. There's not much to do. And there's still massive lineups mm-hmm. at coffee shops to get coffee. There was, uh, and I'm sure there's a few of them in different towns, but I just remember in Brampton, there was one major intersection that had three three Tim Hortons on, on every corner. And uh, they should have had a restroom on the other corner. Right. Because, <laughs> but, and this thing, 24-7, was packed. Yeah. All, of the, all three of them going. Like... It's and, and this is the thing, and I like Tim Hortons. I'm fine with Tim Hortons. I like their sandwiches, their foods. I No problem there. But for the life of me, I won't understand why people will drive by, by two or three diners or other coffee shops to go to Tim Hortons. Like, our addiction to that place yeah. is, is incredible. I guess I guess we just do have those affiliations. Like, there's people who will not drink Pepsi, only Coke. Right. Right, and and they just and you know most people look at it and say it's the same thing. Whatever, I'll I'll take whichever one. Might be a slight variation, but I can still still drink it. But like, if you went into the grocery store and Pepsi was selling a case of twelve for a dollar and Coke was a case of twelve for six bucks, I think you'd go for the Pepsi, right? Uh, uh, yeah, you'd think so. You'd think so, but maybe maybe no. Some still need that uh, that Timmy's. I remember when David played hockey, and oh, one of the things, one of the mer- many irritants of parents. Of, of kids playing hockey, was it always be some mom who got, I'm going on a Timmy's run, you know, <laughs> and everybody just start throwing her money. And then you walk into the uh, dressing room with just a white styrofoam cup or like some generic coffee shop place. Right. And th- they look at you like you farted. It's probably a good side business just being the, the, the Timmy's run person. Yeah, everyone to, throws you five bucks. Got to, gotta <laughs> have my Timmy's. <laughs> Well, and maybe maybe it's like the beer store too, right? I mean, you go in there, or or you go order at a pub, and they list out twenty five different options. Right. What are you sticking with? Yeah, it's like probably the, light. It's probably the case. People would drive over you lying in the street in your own urine to get to it to it oh, to a right. Tim, Tim Hortons. Yeah, um, this is interesting. I think the CEO of the company that owns Tinder, Match dot com, and OkCupid says he's never been on an online date. Do you think that would be part of the requirement of the gig? I, I, I don't know. I guess, you know, it's like the CEO of, uh, you know, GM not driving. Yeah. Well, you think he should. Right, yeah. But the CEO of an accounting firm. Although they never... get to that level, they don't drive themselves no, that's anyway. that's true. That's true. And the CEO of a dental company who's never brushed their teeth. <laughs> Accountant's never done math. Well, maybe right. he'll just say, I'm in a successful relationship. I know what it needs. <laughs> George Lucas only directed two movies in his career that weren't Star Wars films. Wow. Something called THX 1138, which I'd never even heard of. I right. don't know what the hell that is. And a very successful movie from the 70s called American Graffiti. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Right. But, of course, I guess he directed and produced all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Did all right. Yeah, yeah he did. He did. Playing around with little models in front of the camera. Yeah, everyone thought he was crazy. Yeah, worked out all right. There is a, an old myth uh, that's still going strong, even though a study debunked it almost twenty-five years ago. Bears are not drawn to menstruating women. Okay, so the study proved 
that they are not drawn. Okay, you know, the, the myth was that they yeah. were. Yeah, the women had right. to stay in the cabin. Right. Because <laughs> get the problems out there, we don't need to attract the bears. <laughs> the Chicago Bears? No. Different, different bears. They're not attracted to the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you can take your lady for a walk in the woods if you want. Okay, wish. good to know. Yeah. Especially if she's slower than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, a glass ball will bounce higher than a rubber ball of the same size if it doesn't break. That's because the rubber ball loses energy when it compresses before returning to its original shape. Glass is rigid, so it retains the energy of the impact. Well, like, a, like a marble would bounce higher maybe, than a rubber maybe, ball? Maybe, and it could actually maybe sustain it. Go take one of your mom's nicest um, <laughs> crystal pieces. What is this, Waterford? Let's try this. <laughs> yeah, let's try this, yeah. Uh, uh, after medical students work on cadavers, it makes them hungry. Oh, yeah, sure, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just cutting open this liver, yes. and now I need some onions. Let's go get some ribs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's not because of a weird cannibalistic urge, but because the smell of formaldehyde increases your appetite. Oh, my God, I don't think I could eat. I remember my dad talking about doing like cadaver work in in school when he was uh, studying, and they would name them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, like they'd have names. Get a little them. too close. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie had a tough day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go cut open Fred. <laughs> uh, we often say, what do, "What do we need flies for? Flies are such a pain, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but tiny flies do some some good stuff. They pollinate cocoa trees. So without flies, there'd be no chocolate. Okay. So I guess all things have a purpose. Right. Uh, breaking down and decomposing things, right? Yeah, like, yeah, they uh, eat a lot of poop. Yeah. And I find a lot of them dead in my window, in my bedroom, between the screen and the glass. <laughs> and that's a sign that I sleep in the gateway to hell. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a nice, quiet place. No action going on there. there. No, we can hide here. <laughs> it's a very strange thing in my head. In the poo hut. Oh, Does maybe it smell that's like death they're... in your room? Is that... <laughs> Um, the now extinct passenger pigeon. I guess this was the bird that they used to send mail the on. The carrier pigeons? Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe same thing. I don't know. In, in all probability, once the most abundant bird on the planet. And now gone. Gone. So yeah. what, uh, what pigeons do we have pooping on my garage door? Just those poop pigeons, oh, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, only three of the 15 highest grossing 1980s movies haven't had a remake. A sequel or a prequel. Okay, E.T. would be one. For sure. Yeah, and Tootsie. Right. And Rain Man. Oh, okay. That's a good flick. I guess if you redid Rain Man, Dustin Hoffman couldn't play that part now, could he? You'd have to, like, that's the way the movie world's gone. There was a story about the director who directed Sean Penn and I Am Sam. Remember the story of the father? They yeah. wanted to adopt his child, but he was dealing with some... Right. Well, they say he couldn't play that part now. You'd have to have somebody... I know. What is it with the acting? Like, can't like, isn't that what it is? It's it is acting, acting out the role. So, so I guess you know, if you make Forrest Gump, you couldn't have Tom Hanks. Probably play, not. I mean, I understand that you know, it, because the community doesn't get those opportunities. You should give that opportunity to someone in that community, right? But it would have to be for Rain Man. Somebody who's on the scale, I guess, the autism scale. Did he win an Oscar for that, Dustin Hoffman? I think he did. Or it was at least nominated. Yeah, that's that's a remote drop for me. That movie, right? That's well, and, and I guess if the performance isn't authentic, mm. then that, there would be a problem. And too. yeah, and he didn't, and he doesn't make him like a fool. He doesn't. No, you know. I wow, it's an interesting play. Yeah.
Yeah, I don't know. Um, female kangaroos. Right. Very similar to myself. <laughs> they have three vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> Those lucky male kangaroos. <laughs> I don't know if they're lucky. You know I mean? Can you imagine how unlucky you are as a male kangaroo? Can't. She's got three and you can't get any. <laughs> or you can't find one man in the boat. <laughs> She's like, not there. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.